Here by the Owl podcast is a podcast for owlets and wise owls alike. Join hosts Nikki Fiddle-Eye-Doll and Brianna Briegel along with rotating owls from across the country as they discuss what it takes to advise from time to time. Our podcast is fueled by the true knowledge from empowering agricultural education instructors and ripen with the wisdom you will never learn in a textbook. Welcome back to another episode of Here by the Owl podcast. We're excited to have Robin with us tonight um, in her role serving as the National FFA Teacher Ambassador. And we challenged her to talk about one of her favorite resources uh, and, and to highlight something that teachers need to know more about and start to use. Um, so Robin, before we get into it, um, why don't you introduce yourself uh, and, and tell listeners about uh, your program and what you teach and a little bit about your program. So I am at year 14 as a middle school teacher, which was not a place that I saw myself when I started my career. Um, I teach seventh and eighth graders. This year, I will see a total of 340 students rotating through a nine-week seventh grade elective and 18-week eighth grade elective or through the full year case agriculture, food, and natural resources curriculum. Um, so my program, we are in an area that serves a military base, as well as has farmland, as well as has developments. And to some extent, because we're 35 miles from Philadelphia, some places consider us to be a suburb. So we've got a real mix of students interacting in the program. That is so many middle schoolers. But those little buggers, you just got to love them. And that's only about half of our middle school population, actually not even. So. Oh my gosh. Wow. Um, well, you need a lot, a lot of extra caffeine to keep up with those, those kids. Um, but I'm excited because I think your, uh, your item that you're going to highlight today, the choice boards, uh, are perfect for middle schoolers and probably you probably implement them all the time, but also really easy to modify and use in high school classrooms. So those of you listening, even if you don't teach middle um, school students, uh, the the resource we're going to talk about today uh, is very much for you as well. So Robin, why don't you start talking about uh, what the choice boards are that are available to teachers? So the choice boards, and honestly, I felt like they were more designed for high school teachers, and I kind of tweaked them a little bit for the middle school level. But, you know, in general, I'd heard so much about, oh, yeah, we should give students choice, we should give them opportunities to decide what they want to do. And the FFA Educator Resources Choice Boards provide that. They're a variety of squares with different tasks or challenges in them. Um, those challenges have different point values, depending on which ones they choose to complete, you know, something that might be quick and easy to find might be a five point item, something where they are creating a product or um, item to reflect on might be a 20 point item. They're designed and it depends on which choice board you use, but they're designed to last potentially different amounts of time. So some boards are designed and said, you know, this might be for a quarter course or this might be for a semester. So National FFA has them designed for different amounts of times with the goal to earn a set amount of points from the board. And depending on the resource, they might have um, 
12 squares or 16 squares or 20 squares, depending on which resources used. So that's kind of a, a basic about a choice board. What do you what do you like most about using the choice boards? So I like the fact that there's flexibility to them, um, you know, in terms of letting students kind of have some ownership of their learning because here the key concepts are, they're presented, but students then have choice which areas they want to explore a little bit deeper. Um, they are something that is easy to leave for a sub. And they also you know, are, are versatile because there's several different choice boards that exist in the educator resources. Well, and like you said, I mean, you've tweaked it already. So no matter what level you're at or content, I mean, it gives you a foundation that you can build on. Um, yes. So no one's, I mean, no one's gonna know if you modify it. It's not like National FA is gonna come after you and say, nope, you changed our resource. Um, that's the whole point. So I love to hear that. Um, you talked about points and how they can uh, earn different points. How do you implement the choice boards in your classroom? So the choice board that I am, I'll call it the frequent flyer user of, is the um, Ag Explorer choice board. Um, it is a great choice board that really takes a look at the different careers. It pairs with the Ag Explorer website. It encourages them to look at the different pathways, consider creating a career profile, explore universities. And that is one of my go-to sort of choice boards because it's great. Um, I can leave it rather than saying, hey, a semester, a quarter, I can leave it for the week of the NAAE convention and have students go ahead and work on it at that point. Um, it's also a good choice board to use when we have classes during state mandated testing. You know, um, our class schedules are varied, the students' brains are drained. So giving them a choice board to kind of work on, they can decide, you know, what they want to work on and how. And so that's my kind of go-to choice board. Um, but they also have an SAE video choice board, which I do like. I use with my eighth graders because when we're thinking about, okay, what might be a supervised agricultural experience for you? It lets them kind of explore some videos, think about what those areas could be. And um, the, the other choice board that I use or have used, I haven't lately because um, National Convention was a time when I used it was I had the opportunity to chaperone the high school for National Convention. And there was at that time a National Convention choice board to leave behind for your classes. And so I used that leave behind choice board for my students who were still back at home to be able to kind of have a virtual convention experience. And so, um, you know, it's changed a little bit how convention is experienced virtually. And so I know that the that choice board is changing, but that's a, a definite use that I've used it for before. And I have to say, you know, those are, I guess, floor is my go-to, SAE video I use, national convention I've used. But at the same time, I have heard that other teachers use them as, you know, a substitute plan that they give the students at the start of the year or the start of the course, depending, and say, this is something that if I ever happen to be out on a field trip at a conference, this is what you will do when I'm out. And so students already know 
that that expectation is there. And then I've heard some other teachers use it as a weekly activity. And so every Friday, they might be spending time with their students, maybe 20 minutes, using something like the FFA.org scavenger hunt choice board. Yeah, I think it's great. It's a great sub um, activity. It's also perfect if you give them it ahead of time, because now you can answer any questions. If you know you're going to be gone, yes. like, let's take five minutes, check out your choice board, pick one, ask me questions. That's what you're going to do tomorrow. Then that way you can kind of tailor it to your students and um, almost anticipate what's going to what's going to hang them up. Uh, so then that way you have, you know, hopefully a more seamless experience for your substitute as well. Um, I have also used it as uh, bonus points. And mm. so I don't know how many times I got asked, like, are there bonus points? Are there bonus points? Pick a choice board, make your own choice board, modify one, whatever works for you and, and hang that up in your room and those students can can do one of those activities and maybe earn so so many bonus points. Maybe you cap it; they can only do one thing, one square per quarter, one square per semester. Totally up to you. But another great way, so you don't have to create more for yourself because that's kind of the downside to giving bonus work, right? Um, <laughs> is is the creation of more work. And so, <clears throat> choice boards can also be used as your final assessment. And so maybe not these specifically, uh, but the idea of a choice board, you could definitely modify it and, and make students showcase to you uh, through a choice board what they've what they've learned in your class over the course of time. So, um, and, you, and I will say you, you triggered a thought on that one is that when we were in the midst of remote learning and we had our environmental science unit, my instruction was very different for the environmental science unit remotely than in person. And you mentioned the word assessment and it was, I created a choice board related to the environmental science unit where it was just nine squares and they had to get three in a row. And it could be across diagonal, um, you know, down. And what I did was I tailored it, you know, talk about differentiation. I tailored it so, you know, I had a row that was all very easy items to do that students who might have some special needs could have easily done. And hey, if you were someone who didn't, but you were like, hey, this is the easy way out, I wasn't going to fault you on that. And so, you know, using kind of creating some of your own choice boards allows for some differentiation to help students too, without saying sure. this is different. Yeah, for sure. And it's so fun to see with those choice boards because Robin mentioned earlier, it might be creating a portfolio. It might be a pamphlet, creating a song. Like you've seen all the different choice boards out there. It's so cool to see what your kids will pick. Um, and they usually obviously pick something that's tailored to their, their own creativity and their style. Like you would never catch me writing or singing a song. Um, but the kids that do pick those things, it like you really get to see them shine and that's what choice boards are fun um, with too. So um, Robin, where can teachers who are interested in accessing this go to find it? So the um, educator resources from National FFA have these choice boards and what um, 
my biggest tip of advice, though, is don't just go FFA.org. Um, so in the resources, there will be a, a link to the educator resources. But if you are just going to enter in the Google search bar, um, make sure that you type FFA educator resources. Um, otherwise, you'll you'll get lost. So. Yeah, so Robin shared with us uh, in our show notes um, some direct links. Uh, but if you do go to National FFA's website, click on educator resources or just Google that because um, if you just go to the homepage and you type that in the search bar, um, I you will get all kinds of things. Um, and that's that's harder. Um, and that's the trick about the website. Everybody complains about the website. That's that's the trick. Um, why and, I didn't know that sooner. <laughs> yeah. and, and the trick about the educator resources is to scroll down till you see that little tiny box that says, and it says it kind of in that faded gray, search FFA educator resources. Um, and it's, it's partway down you know, through on the educator resources page, but knowing to scroll there gets the results you want instead of jumping you to somewhere else on the FFA page. And, and the other tip in terms of searching FFA educator resources, you know, if I put choice boards in, that's a great, a great search. It'll get me a lot. Um, the wisdom I always give my students, even when they're searching is, and I think, you know, we as adults know this, but I, I like to share this reminder anyway you know, don't ask a question and don't try to put in like a six word search, you know, one to two words will get you close to where you need to be. Yeah. What other advice do you have um, for teachers that want to implement choice boards in their classroom and they maybe don't know where to start? Um, I think one of the, the things that I did, and again, because I left this as a resource for my students, um, I use Screencastify and actually made a little bit of a screencast for my students to help them know, okay, this is how you would complete this, or this is where you'd go to help them uh, support them. And then I pulled that together. So if a student was struggling, they could say, all right, here, I'm gonna, gonna try this out. Um, you know, but for a teacher who's just starting with choice boards, you know, my go-to advice is take a look at what National FFA offers. They have the FFA scavenger hunt. They have the um, FFA basics. They have the um, SAE. They have the national convention. You know, they have the Ag Explorer. So they have so many that I think if I was dabbling first into what I was doing, you know, I would go with one that national FFA has. Um, the good news is that gradually these resources that we're seeing are getting transferred over to a Google Docs format for some easier editing. So right now, um, most of the choice boards are available in PDF and in Word. So, so gradually, there'll be that transfer too. Yeah. Now, you learned a lot of this as being part of the National FFA Teacher Ambassador Program, and I mentioned that earlier. Um, let, let's talk about that for a moment. So how has being, well, first off, why did you choose to be ambassador? I mean, you're busy teaching middle schoolers. This is more time um, and responsibilities on your plate. So why did you choose to become involved in that? So oddly, I'm going to tell you that it's saved me some time. 
Um, and it has saved me some time because I'd look at the IGED discussion lab or just based on my, my role um, in, in, in service to the profession, let's say, um, I would have people that would often ask me for resources. And I am the type of person that if I don't know the answer, I'm going to try to find the answer. Um, and so I would do that. Becoming an ambassador you know, gave me training and gives me monthly newsletters to help me become more efficient at finding those answers. So it actually helped me, you know, balance my time with some of the other hats that I wear because I was spending less time trying to be helpful because I now knew where to go to get the resources to be of help. Yeah. And 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 not not just like actual resources. Sometimes it's a a human resource, like a person to ask a question or, hey, teacher who's asking this question, here's who you should contact. Yes. Um, yeah. If if national, I mean national FFA staff haven't already created it, um, they are always willing to hear what a teacher needs because it's like they're they're always keeping a wish list of items, and so um, that's kind of my favorite part. But how has it helped you become a how how has it helped you in the teaching role? Um, you talked a lot about helping others, but how has it helped you as a teacher for your kids? So I think as a teacher, um, it's helped me because it helped me find resources that I hadn't known existed or has hadn't used to their full potential. And I think one of those is the New Horizons resources. You know, um, everyone talks about, yeah, FFA has this magazine, New Horizons. Well, okay, great. What do I do with it with my students now? Um, and so I think that's been a plus for me, um, but also feeling the, the connection to other educators across the country, but also feeling the connection to National FFA and the fact that the resources that they have you know, it's not just somebody out there creating them, but the knowledge now that they are, you know, teacher tested, so to speak. And also, if if I find a resource that's got something with it that's not, you know, not accurate, being able to say, hey, here's what I found. This link isn't working. What can we change? And so, so knowing, you know, that the resources are getting corrected if needed, that they're approved by teachers, um, but also exposing me to resources that I hadn't known about before. There's so much. I mean, it's just mind-blowing how much is out there. Um, you physically can't use it all, um, right. but just that awareness is great. Uh, and, you know, you can pick and choose and use what you want and, and, and modify it all or as little as you want. Um, and, it, and it's great, especially now more than ever, where we're trying to be experts in so many different, you know, pathways. Um, it, it's great to to use as a foundation with your kids. So, uh, wait, shameless your... plug. Wait, shameless plug. Yeah. You said the word pathways, and so you know, one of the I'm going to say I feel like one of the underutilized resources that FFA educators resources offers are the different pathways resources. And um, I think it's one of the, the newer resources. So it's highlighted near the top of that educator resources page, but each of the career pathways, animal systems, plant systems, biotechnology have you know, a, a document of links related to SAEs, related to CDEs and related to potential, potential curriculum resources. Yeah, 
That's my favorite. Whenever somebody asks me a question, like, I don't know what to do in animal science. I don't know either, but let's go look here. And it's already, <clears throat> it's already created. And it's just, I don't know. It's almost like a, a filtered search, but you didn't have to search for it. Like a pre-filtered yes, yes. search. Um, it is really nice. So <clears throat> before we wrap up, Robin, what's been your favorite part about being a national FFA teacher ambassador? So this year was my first year as a National FFA Teacher Ambassador, and so our training was virtual, yet I still feel, you know, the, the impact of the training and just some of the strategies that were demonstrated in our training that I could then model and use in my classroom has definitely been, you know, a, a perk um, and the relationship building that went with that, and so you know, connecting with others, continuing to build my my network of educators and celebrating their successes, you know, finding them on, on Facebook or on social media, you know, and seeing, hey, this is their personal success. This is their program success, um, you know, and, and full disclosure, there is some cool swag to it. Oh, yeah, they take great care of the ambassadors. I will say that. So um, there are so many other resources Robin and I could talk about, but we wanted to focus on just one today, which was the choice boards. Robin, um, how can people get in contact with you if they have questions about uh, this resource or other resources? Um, the best way to get in touch with me is probably my personal slash professional email, which is McLean, M-C-L-E-A-N dot Robin dot C at gmail.com. Um, you can find what I'm doing with my students in regards to a lot of these FFA resources on both Instagram and Twitter, where I am at NB Middle Ag, as well as at NB Middle FFA. Um, and sometimes I share out on my personal slash professional Twitter, which is at RC McLean. And for those of you who want me to celebrate your successes and want an eclectic experience on Facebook, yep, I'm there as, as Robin McLean with all sorts of weirdness. Um, good. And I, those of you listening, if you don't already have Robin on some social media platform, do so. She's always got great content and it's just a, it's just fun, like you said, to connect with all kinds of teachers um, across the nation and, and see what they're doing in their classrooms. And, and like you said, celebrate. Um, it's, a, it's another great way to just celebrate the profession and uh, cheer on ag teachers. So Robin, thanks so much for being uh, here tonight and, and sharing about the choice boards and your love for being a national FFA teacher ambassador. Well, thank you for having me. For those of you listening, make sure you like Here by the Owl podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And like always, uh, if you have a future topic idea or want to be a guest on the show, reach out to us on so social media. Thanks for listening.